Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. It's Vani Lang and you are listening to It's a Little Complicated. This is another episode about the differences between commercial modeling and art nude modeling. So another thing that I noticed moving in between these two worlds is when you are a boudoir model or lingerie art nude model, it's just you and a photographer. So (laughs) you show up for a shoot or a photographer comes to your place to shoot, it's two people, one model, one photographer. And you might be booked for one hour, two hours, three hours, but for whatever amount of time, it's just the two of you. So if he's not very talkative, (laughs) then it can be quite boring. And I say this because I worked let's just say in Western culture and Eastern. And when I was in Asia, I worked with both foreigners and locals, but some of the local photographers, I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is, but Asian people can be really shy. Even in London, there's, I think there was one or two photographers that were some kind of Asian like Chinese, and they just did not talk. I mean, they were so focused on just getting pictures, and it's like an hour or two hours of shooting together with no communication, no dialogue, and it just really makes the time pass so slowly. So when you're on a commercial shoot there's a lot more people there's a lot of cameras and equipment so there's a lot of things that need to be set up so the actual time you spent in front of the camera is not that much compared to when you're like a boudoir model and you actually have so much more opportunity to make friends and i'm like a extroverted introvert if that makes sense but i do like to make friends i love bringing people together and i noticed that on commercial shoots i was just meeting so many people i was meeting makeup artists hairstylists you know director of photography director so many people on set and of course other models and when you meet other models they can give you advice they can help you in your modeling career and they can become friends with you so it's a lot more exciting i think to be in the commercial world um sometimes it's longer hours and the pay is like a little bit different because when you're a art nude model you're just booked 
hourly, usually. I mean, there's a few models out there who kind of charge one flat rate, but then they kind of limit themselves because not everyone can afford to pay like 250 for a shoot or 500 or whatever they're charging. So sometimes it's more affordable for the photographer if he can just pay for, you know, the one or two hours that he's booking. Um, another thing is sometimes with commercial modeling, you get booked for, let's say, four hours. I got booked once for like, I think it was a three hour shoot. I don't remember, but the rate was 250 I think, for two hours. And we finished in 20 minutes. It was insane. We showed up did the shoot, it took no time at all, and then we were out of there, and I was chatting with the model who, funny enough, happened to live nearby me, so we took the train back together, and he was a musician, he's a kind of rapper, songwriter, and we just chatted and had a great time, and we're like, I can't believe that just happened, like, we just got paid a ton of money for very little work, and that kind of stuff happens a lot on commercial shoots. I did another shoot where again you know they book you you're you have a set amount of money you're making and then they happen to finish faster than expected so you get to go home early which is great that pretty much never happens when you're an art nude model because the photographers you know every minute counts they want to start shooting from the minute they step through the door until the minute that you are the shoot time is done sometimes you get lucky and photographers are quite cool about it and they kind of say like oh yeah you know what i got enough pictures it was such a great shoot like we can finish early and that's always kind of like a bonus so another thing i've noticed is that moving from at modeling the boudoir modeling into commercial modeling i'm like a lot more modest now because commercial modeling they're very careful about not showing any nipples so you always have like those kind of nipple protectors to smooth things out so if you're not wearing a bra or if you're wearing like a white top they always kind of cover your nipples for modesty and it's so funny because i used to be an art nude model but now when i'm on commercial shoots i'm like so kind of careful like i always want to be conservative and it's kind of like translated into my real life too you know being on lingerie lowdown i've tried on so many bras and reviewed all these bras and i found a few bras that i really really like and i wear bras now <laughs> because they're comfortable and i've gotten used to my boobs looking a certain way in the bras even casual like t-shirt bra so that was interesting moving from the boudoir life into commercial modeling and now like becoming this more conservative and modest person don't worry i still review a lot of sexy stuff on lingerie lowdown including sex toys so i'm not that conservative okay <laughs> another thing is dealing with pervy photographers it's pretty much non-existent in the commercial world I I mean, there's just so many people on set. You're never just one-on-one -on -one with a photographer. So there's just really no chance of anything happening. I mean, that's not to say that you shouldn't be on guard 
and you know still be careful and always take care of yourself but when you're just two people things can happen (laughs) because nobody is watching but on set on a commercial set there's lots of people so none of that pervy stuff really takes place as far as i know as far as i've experienced and again with dealing with this you know pervy uncomfortable situations you just have to stay strong and speak up don't be bullied but that should be for a whole another episode here um another thing about commercial modeling is it's really fun a lot of times i get hired just to eat food and you know drink well i don't drink alcohol so i would have mocktails but it's just fun and i've had jobs where from start to finish it would just be me chatting with the model and having a grand old time and the director and the photographers and the videographers they're literally like telling us okay just keep talking just keep eating just keep laughing and that's it that's the job i mean there was one time though i have to say we were shooting christmas and new year's in one day which meant we basically had to party like it was christmas and new year's in one day and oh my god my face was hurting i think all of us we just like our faces were aching from smiling and laughing so much in a full day shoot and we had to dance and drink and like do fake karaoke it was fun definitely fun a lot more fun i would say than just shooting with a photographer kind of um boudoir stuff which after a while it really does get kind of boring because it's always the same Hmm. you have to like find new locations and get new lingerie to change things up but that's not to say that boudoir photography isn't fun i mean i've definitely done a lot of interesting shoots i can't think of any that was like super exciting but I have shot in like beautiful locations with private swimming pools and you know nature locations that were totally kind of hidden that you weren't your people weren't supposed to go but because this photographer was a local he knew that we could go into this forest and it was really beautiful another thing is castings So when you're an art nude model, you basically don't have to go in for castings. And depending on what country you're in and how things work in that country or city, castings can take a lot of time. Oh my god. When I was in Bangkok, and I'm sure things have not changed because, yeah, that country is like pretty behind. Um, They had castings where models would have to be covered from head to toe in makeup and clothes that were basically what you would wear on the day of the shoot it's almost as if the client didn't have the imagination to 
kind of see you in your, you know, naturally made up face with whatever clothes you're wearing. Usually for castings, you wear kind of black form-fitting clothes like a tank top and black jeans or leggings so that they can see like what your body looks like and your body shape and then not so much makeup because they want to see what your skin condition is like and they can just imagine what you would look like with full makeup and hair but no in thailand in bangkok they have a hairstylist usually a lady boy they have a makeup person and a clothing stylist and you have so much makeup on it's it's actually more makeup than when you get hired for the actual shoot and i just don't get it because all of that takes time i mean hair and makeup takes an hour right like it doesn't take less time than an hour and then you're waiting around and you might have like three castings in one day so this is just to kind of illustrate what happened to me once i went for a casting and it was taking such a long time they actually gave me like a a number and so i took my number and i went for my second casting waited went to the whole thing went back to the first one still not my turn I went to the next one, waited, and got through, went back to the first one, and I think by this time, so much time had passed, by the way, because, you know, each of these probably took at least an hour, so I went back to the first one, and my my number had been called and, like, passed already, and there was one girl waiting before me, and I should have probably just let her go before me, but... It was getting late and my number was, you know, earlier than hers. So I I went and got through my casting. But man, castings in Bangkok just take forever. And I can't really understand why they do it that way. But it's, I mean, it feeds more mouths, I guess. I mean... You have to hire the makeup. It gives more jobs (laughs) to people because they have to hire all these people. Um, But they also will film your casting video like multiple times until they get it perfect. Um, So sometimes by the time you get one job that's paying a thousand or more, you've already spent so much time casting for all these jobs that (laughs) it's not even worth it really because you just spend so much time casting that when you finally get a job you almost have to like take all the time spent casting and divide it by the amount of money you make it's just it's crazy so i guess that's a perk of being a boudoir model because you don't have to cast you you just have your portfolio the photographer looks at it he's like hmm okay i'm gonna hire you and you you know show up for the shoot done no time wasted for casting enjoying the conversations today well we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. 
In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code PODCAST today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. I remember there was this other time I went for a casting and I had a call back, which meant I casted twice for this one job, but it was going to be a really big job. And I thought I was a shoe in I mean, I, I showed up on time. I was fresh. I was polite. I was like friendly with everyone. And the crew saw I was going to be hired. The girl that was up against me was not well it seemed like she had been partying the night before or something i don't know what but she was complaining and moany and she was like i don't want to be here my agent forced me to come here i'm like really sick i don't know how this happened but they hired her (laughs) i mean was it like a pity hire i don't i just don't get it they hired this like sickly girl who obviously didn't even want to be there over me it still blows my mind and of course she felt a lot better after she like realized she got the job (laughs) um but that was a funny one so in singapore and in london the casting procedure is so much faster you show up and a lot of times they actually give you like a specific time slot so instead of saying like okay they're casting from like 9 a.m until 5 p.m no they'll tell you show up between 10 a.m and 11 a.m so you're you know the slot is like very very narrow because they're trying to kind of just not waste time and make sure that you show up on time and i think also with covid it's changed things like they're very um careful about not having people crowded in a room if they don't have to be so yeah casting times are a lot more narrow but it's really great because it means you're in and out of there in 15 minutes like maximum 30 minutes which isn't bad at all and it's quite fun i like going for the castings and like kind of chatting with some people too um oh and also with london and singapore there's nobody putting makeup on you or doing your hair up or making you change out of your clothes for castings that's totally unheard of you just show up like i said wearing some form-fitting clothes it doesn't have to be black actually for commercial jobs you kind of want to stand out so like for example i casted for a taco bell shoot and i wore black because i pretty much wear black all the time but i did notice all the other models had like primary colors there was a girl wearing yellow sweater there was a guy in green and then blue basically you want to stand out because the casting directors i mean the clients are looking 
at so many actors and looking through all these videos. So if you're wearing some bright colored clothing, you um, will stand out. And they're not casting you for your body so much. It's, it's not like a fashion catwalk thing where you have to be super skinny and be able to wear high heels and walk down a fashion runway. They're casting you for your face mainly, and sometimes body type doesn't even really matter. They're, you know, Taco Bell, they probably want every color, every every body shape and ethnicity, so you don't have to, you know, show off the fact that you have a 24-inch waist. <laughs> so you can wear, like, something comfortable and even a little bit baggy, but colorful is the way to go. The last thing I would say about the commercial modeling versus boudoir is, oh, well, you don't really get pictures. So a lot of times, you know, obviously if you do a TF shoot, which is time for print shoot, meaning nobody gets paid and you're just collaborating and working together so that both the photographer, makeup art, you know, everyone contributing to the shoot can get pictures for their portfolio. And when it comes to commercial modeling, you can't really like ask Taco Bell for the pictures that or the stills from the video or whatever. You, you don't really build your portfolio this way. So I noticed that when I'm getting a lot of commercial jobs, my Instagram is dead. <laughs> because sometimes they take a long time to post you have to like follow them i mean recently i was um on a shoot for this shopping mall but if i wanted to get pictures from that shoot i would have to like contact the production manager and it's just a lot of work and you kind of feel bad asking them for pictures because they've paid you for this job and they they're probably already you know moved on to the next client and next job so this job is closed you don't really at least i feel like i don't really want to bother them and be like hey by the way can i get some pictures for my portfolio it's like girl we paid you <laughs> it's done like i'm already moved on to the next job dealing with different clients now so personally i don't really like um, bothering commercial clients and trying to get pictures for my portfolio whereas you know the kind of amateur slash hobbyist and serious hobbyist whatever photographers that are booking you for like boudoir shoots they like sending you pictures i think because to them it's like their pride and it's their work so they want you in, in fact a lot of times these photographers will work with models that have like a big social media following and they think okay it's worth you know paying this model and shooting with her because if she likes the pictures i can tag her and then she'll put on her social media and it'll help my page grow and you know there's just a lot more incentive for them to actually send you pictures from the shoot now a lot of times the pictures aren't that great i mean when you're working with photographers that are willing to pay you to shoot you they might not be the best photographers or have you know the best intentions so it's just a lot of 
factors that you have to think about when you're doing this boudoir photography. Sometimes they're selling your pictures to magazines or websites. I mean, ugh. It's horrible, some of the websites that I've seen floating around.、Um, but as a model, I think the best way to protect yourself is only do what you're comfortable with <laughs> and only you know, shoot what you feel good shooting that you're going to be proud of seeing on whatever website it ends up on. So, that is the best way to protect yourself because I think a lot of models they're pressured to do things they don't really want to because at the moment it seemed okay or it seemed like a good idea、um, or you needed the money. So, you're like,、oh, okay, I'll do this. And then you regret it. So, please just do what you're comfortable with, do what you can be proud of. and And then you'll never have to worry that your pictures are gonna end up on some seedy website. Having said that, there was actually a time that one of my commercial pictures,、uh, it was just a picture of me on my laptop. This is what you would call a lifestyle kind of stock photo shoot. And I guess, you know, with COVID and All of this working from home became really popular. So, this photographer shot me drinking coffee, kind of leaning against the kitchen counter. And there was one picture of me just working on a laptop. I think I was in bed. There w a s a few of me, like at the dining table, too. And this picture ended up as stock photo alongside an article talking about. Sexually transmitted diseases. I don't even know like why that picture was chosen for the article. I mean, it, are they kind of insinuating that maybe you would be at home on your laptop doing research on your very covert, you know, sexually transmitted disease? I don't know. But somebody saw my face on this article. And I think they sent it to me, and it was pretty funny.、Um, you know, I'm not really fussed about this kind of stuff because I'm quite comfortable and I know where that picture came from, and somebody probably bought it <laughs> from a stock image website and used it for that article. Who cares?、Um, but that just goes to show, you know, if, even if you're in the commercial modeling world and you're not. Taking sexy pictures, your picture can still end up in places that are not the most flattering, I should say. But outside of the boudoir modeling, of course, you can still build your portfolio doing commercial work. For example, I have been doing some. Makeup school modeling where the students will have exam day and they need professional models to come in. So the school actually spends money and hires models for the students to do their makeup on. And then they have like super professional hairstylists that works with Chanel and high fashion brands and、um, photographer that comes in and takes all the pictures. So 
it's a really great way to build your portfolio and get paid at the same time. My current quote unquote like beauty headshot comes from doing this kind of job. And I think I have a pretty good rapport with the photographer, so he's happy to send me whatever the students have purchased from him that I can use in my social media and my various like modeling website portfolios. Also, the students at the makeup school become really good contacts because they're going to be makeup artists and they could maybe hire you or get you in on some work or you could hire them and collaborate with them on different shoots because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people in the industry to help each other. So doing this kind of work like working with a makeup school, I've heard some of them don't pay. <laughs> I prefer getting paid um, because, you know, it's your time and free work does not pay for the bills. Who's going to put food on your table and pay for the roof over your head? I mean, my husband does, but still, it's nice to feel like I can contribute a little and not have to ask him for money when I need things. And yes, get paid for those makeup school jobs even if it's not that much money you should still get paid and you can get pictures on top of it which is what i always tell people like if you're building your modeling portfolio yes if you're looking for specific things then maybe you can do some time for print with photographers who are willing to work with you on that but you can also get paid and build your portfolio while getting paid but you know sometimes it kind of feels like a chicken and egg situation because you might need the portfolio to get the work <laughs> so it's like oh how do i do this do i get paid but how do i get paid if i don't have the portfolio first do i have to spend money but vani is telling me that i can get paid and build my portfolio we will get more deep into how you can do that but basically it's about connections for example this makeup school has worked with me a lot and i've introduced more models to them than i can remember and you know because i've made that introduction they're very likely to hire them whether or not their instagram looks amazing uh, most of them that they do because um, my friends are pretty professional models. But, you know, what I'm saying is this is a good way to get your foot through the door by getting a recommendation. And that's what I've kind of noticed. Um, sometimes just applying to an agency through a website isn't as good as getting a referral from a model who's already at the agency. So I hope all of this is helpful. Reach out to me if you have any questions. You can find me on Instagram or wherever, Bonnie Lang. <laughs> and uh, let me know what you think because I would love to hear your questions. It really helps me to think of more topics to talk about and share with you all of my life experiences here on the Laundry and Lowdown podcast. It's Bonnie Lang. And it's a little complicated. Thanks for listening. See you again. Bye.
Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.